broadcasting from across the North American continent of the Terran Empire, bringing you our unpopular Star Trek opinions since 2020. This is Code 47. And we are back for episode... 48 of 47, the Code 47 podcast here on the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. I am your host, the Trek Lord of West Michigan, captain of the USS Grand Petoskey Starfleet International fan club, Charlie Carden. Here as always with my uh, transporter combi- com- combined, combination, uh, co-host, Raren. We're concubines. Oh, Okay. Yeah. To each other or to, okay, the, we don't need to talk about that. Right. To you. Aaron is basically Brundlefly, right? Uh, oh, gross. Uh, well, don't puke on anything. But anyway, how are we doing on this sunny Sunday? At least, Okay, it's sunny where I am, I guess. It's always sunny in Grand Rapids. No, that's also not true. But anyway, how's everybody doing? I have a award-winning headache that's being managed by ibuprofen. I thought you were going to tell me you have an award-winning head because when I look behind you, you have uh, yes, you are you have two thirds of Worf's head, one to the left, one to the right. <laughs> so it's an award-winning head. You need to just keep doing that the whole episode. Just keep moving back and forth very gently. Whoa! See, well, I could, I, if I wouldn't have grabbed this pillow to sit on, right. I I would be doing that. That's that's the shifter exactly. So, uh, well, good. Well, we're back, and as usual, we have our three our three ring circus. Uh, we have uh, segment one where we're talking about. I, I'm also do, I'm also doing well, Charlie. I was about to say, <laughs> Rich, you Rich, sound. I, a thousand I, times better than last week. I, I apologize. I thought I gave you a window when you didn't take it. I thought you were, you know, I thought you were being a conscientious objector and just like I was just I was letting I was letting other people speak. Well, this <laughs> like when I said it's time to record, and you said, "Oh, we're waiting on you." Oh, <laughs> you guys, Rich. No, yes, Rich recovering from the uh, the uh, Tarothkin virus that he had last week. It's uh, not coronavirus. He's it's fine. not coronavirus. He's fine. Just a That's general fine. creeping crud of some sort. Creeping crud. So anyway, our three ring circus. Uh, in segment one, we talk about new programming, which would be lower decks. Segment two, uh, we talk about a legacy episode that has some cultural impact. We wrap up with the news, and then we're on down the road. So without further delay, uh, let's get started talking about lower decks. <sighs> Mugatu, Mugatu Gumatu, episode four. Season uh, two. I have so. a, I have an idea. Okay. I, I'm open to it. Please. Okay. So can we just pick out and take turns something really crappy about the episode and talk about it? And then the next person will be like, I see your whatever and raise you a and then talk <laughs> about something worse. So it becomes a poker game, a race to the bottom. Yeah. Let's do okay. it. Uh, then since it's your idea, you get to start. Um. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to start with the, I'm going to start easy with the mildest bad part, which was the language. There were four asses, one shit, and one fuck. Bleeped. Mostly bleeped? Not the asses. Only the F was bleeped, I think. No, the the shit was bleeped, because I remember that, because the... I yeah, it was, so, it was. It was. It was. I, I watched it again this morning. It was okay. right at the end, and it was the cat doctor. Which, if I sneak in something positive, I did. I did for a second week in a row enjoy Doctor Tana, the cat doctor. Being, at that, at that like point, I was so disgusted with the episode that I didn't enjoy the cat doctor. You couldn't have. You're, 
given your me eyes anything. Were just red. Yeah, I was like, this is awful and yeah. cheap. Okay. And I will go next, okay? Because I'm I'm going to pick uh, a low hanging fruit, but maybe not as low low hanging. Uh, this episode was obviously all about the uh, Mugato, which is a creature from the original series. Um, in this, we saw doggy style and missionary uh, Mugato sex. Uh, obviously somewhat out of frame or in a corner frame, and then he saw a third one who'd like to watch the two of them do it while he stroked his own horn. Absolutely the worst thing I have ever seen that stuck its name to Star Trek. It was uh, what I uh, am not afraid to say, the lowest, taking the low road to the bottom uh, for the show. I, I can't believe that they did this. Yeah, I, think this I think it could be the worst thing that they've done in this series yet. That was the, totally gross. Out. The most fun part about this was, given the first four episodes, and I had my daughter on last week or no. the week before. Right, yeah. I watched this with her. And mind you, you can call me a bad parent for watching something TV 14 with my child, but I've seen the show before and it's never done anything like this. Oh, no. This was this was a this was a quantum leap, no offense to Scott Bakula, Captain Archer, uh in in the wrong direction for the show. It was just I mean, frankly, you know what? This is my this is my last resort. This is the last thing I'm going to say about it. Rich, you can continue talking, and then we can move on. Because yeah, I was just they just they really they they really bottomed out with this. This was a bad, bad, bad segment of this. Day. I was holding my breath, hoping my daughter, who's seven, would not ask <laughs> me what they were doing. <sighs> and I knew that if I if if mommy was suddenly like, oh, I'm going to hit pause really quick and be like, oh, we got to go do something else. She's not stupid. She'll pick up that something bad was going on. So right. I had to, I had to call it like, do I just let this ride out? This is definitely like television. It, it can't get too bad. And hopefully she won't notice if it's short, which <sighs> was the case. And that I promptly told Rich, whose son was supposed to be on the show. Do not let your son watch this show. Mm -mm. And again, you know, Miles is a few years older, but still, still, it doesn't matter. Ten. He's this end. This exactly, ten year old category. And so this is this is this is absolutely content. you know fifteen, sixteen year old potty humor that like. I mean, my son is a special case because he's kind of he, you know he's kind of different acting and this he's not into this kind of stuff, but. Um, for this is something that I could have watched at 15 and 16. Of course, I, you know, our generation was very different about that kind of stuff uh, and probably just been like, and it would have warped me because, you know, we grew up in the 80s. We were warped anyway. It was kind of hard to avoid. But, uh, hey, Rich, oh my God. Yeah. Will, you, will you please flip out about this now? Yeah, I it's mean, your turn. I mean, it's your turn, and then we're and then I, I'm making a, I'm making the captain's prerogative. Then we're moving on because otherwise we're just be, we're just I'm not going to say beating anything. We're we're just you rich. Just you go, you, you go, please. So Charlie, first of all, I want to point out that you think that this is the lowest possible thing that's ever put its name on Star Trek, and we watched the entire animated series. We so did. I just want to bring that up. We, but, we watched the whole animated series. None of it was as bad as where this is going. Offensive. Of I would say, I, I guess I was more referring to it being offensive as opposed to poor quality, even though the, the two really do are, are kind of intermarried in this instance. It's just but yes, please. cheap, like bathroom type humor. It's I mean, it's cheap. on the level yeah, of that. I, exactly. If I'm no watching way. Family Guy, I expect this. If I'm watching mm -hmm. The right. Orville, I expect this. If I'm watching, you know, anything Seth MacFarlane does, I'm expecting this. Right. But, or Adam Sandler or any, not that I'd watch anything Adam Sandler made, but, but this is Star Trek, right? And this is right. pitched as a kid's show. This is not what you're expecting to see. 
You're not expecting to see this as a kid's show. I'm no prude. I swear like a sailor. Ask anyone. But this is billed as a show for children, mm-hmm. for 14-year-olds. That's not appropriate for 14-year-olds. Very you know? true. Very true. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, Aaron. By the time they got to the cat stuff at the end, I mean, if that was, if they hadn't prefaced it with all this other ridiculousness ridiculousness i think i would have been more on charlie's side with the cat stuff because the cat stuff has traditionally been funny right 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 maybe it was funny i would maybe it was i don't even remember it i was so pissed off that i'm offended as a fan that this is the shit that they put out there right I expect right. more from Star Trek. That's what it comes down to. Is I expect right. more from Star Trek. I, I mean, yeah, the, the, the bar the what, bar is much higher than almost any other what franchise in, that you can think of. What I intelligence think. level do they think that their fans are to give us this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, I agree. I agree. It is a, it is a absolutely low shot. Do you guys agree with my episode title? Is this the low road? Is this the the nader? Would you? How else? Well, you know, if if we're going to center an episode title around what we're talking about here, what would you guys say? P- pitch me each. Pitch me one okay. idea. It is a dilapidated load of sloppy knob cheese. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass on that title, Rich. Okay. I don't have anything. Don't don't put me on the spot like that. I'll come up with something later. We might I'll come up for me. We might come up with something organically. We'll see. Very I, true. Organic is better. I wanted yes. to mention that I I reached out to a friend of mine who does a podcast that doesn't like lower decks, and he likes everything Star Trek. So I wanted to know what he thought about it. And he has a lot of people on his podcast, and they all really like it. So he's usually the odd one out. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know, please come on it. I need somebody to be on <laughs> right. team. I hate Laura Decks." Somebody Dex. be on my yeah, but be on my side. Then he sent me his rating of these first four episodes, and he gave this one five out of ten, and the other ones are like one out of ten, two out of ten. Right. So I think. Maybe this disgusting stuff does something for somebody that already thinks it is terrible and they think it's an improvement. I do not. Hmm. I already didn't like the show and they didn't do themselves any favors to getting me to warm up to it eventually. This was a piece of garbage. Yeah, no, I don't. don't, Well, you've only got six episodes left. So let's hope if this is the bottom that the climb back up. That right. shows aren't t- these these this show isn't going to be twenty three episodes, right? N- and no shows really are anymore because again, network TV is dead. Nobody, I, I have no idea how long network TV seasons are anymore. All I really know is that shows are generally like anywhere between six and thirteen episodes, and that's that's fine for me. Um, let me let me ask a question here. Eugene Roddenberry put his name on this. Do you Oof. think Gene Roddenberry would be okay with this? No. Fuck no. Part. Right. Oops. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that I got bleep. No. I'm glad that that my saying that word got covered over because Sharon and I talked at the same time. Yeah. This was. Yeah. This was kind of one of those. You know, do something every. What did Dennis Leary do? Something every day that makes your mother ashamed. Uh, this would. This would be the one. Oh man. Okay. If if you guys can agree, let's move on. Segment two. Agreed. I just want to say one more thing, Charlie. Yes, please. Um, I was really, particularly because of this episode, excited about one of our news stories because I looked at it and thought, thank God there's going to be adult Star Trek again. I know. I cannot disagree in any way, shape, or form. Okay, segment two, Infinite Diversity. Uh, I'm going to nominate. Who chose this episode? 
Um, I think you did actually out of some recommendations that I had made, but I think Rich is probably going to be the best person to helm this. Yeah, I'm let's not do really it. Good with that. Come on, I think Charlie should do it. Charlie, oh. you should lead it. You know, right. I'm tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to you know share the burden uh, of right, uh, command I'll re- I'll here. But no, it's okay. It's, it's, I don't want to put it. I, I put you on the spot a minute ago. I don't want to do it twice. So y- you decide. It. You decide. Okay, very I'll good. Do it. I'll do it. Take it so, away. So DS9 season four episode sixteen bar association, and it's uh, it's all about Rom and the other employees of Quarks uh, forming a union against Quarks unfair labor practices, and then they end up going on strike, and it's all about like their struggle to. Uh, get better treatment and yeah so now i i don't i'm not gonna i can't do this like aaron does it because i didn't think of any questions or anything like that i wasn't thinking about that (laughs) that's okay well yeah justin do you want me to pitch you some questions question number one no i don't think you should pitch us questions but i i think i think maybe it would be helpful if we all just maybe talked about how what we know about unions translates to this episode. Right. Uh, well, no, you know, I'm from Detroit, uh, which is famous from the, for the auto industry. Obviously unions were a massive part of that and still are to this day. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't have a ton of informed opinion about what that really means to folks who work in the auto industry. I don't have any family members that actually work in the auto industry. So I can't say, Hey, my uncle so-and-so is in local blah, 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 this and that, you know, and, uh, they had to strike because they were, um, you know, they, they were working, you know, 90 hours a week or something. So I don't, but, but again, when, when you go backwards, I'm sure to the kind of things that are reflected in this episode. And then really even there's a great segment in, when they're in the infirmary and, and chief O'Brien is either being treated or he's talking to somebody who's being treated. I think he's talking to Rom about the fact that he had an ancestor who uh, headed up a coal miner strike in Pennsylvania of all places, uh, you know, in the 18, you know, in the 18th century uh, in the end of it, he won the strike, but then his bullet riddled body was found, was found in the river a week later. Uh, you know, I think it really strikes to, it really speaks to, what unions can accomplish, I don't know in my experience, anytime I hear about something union related when it you know talks to the auto industry, it just means you know the price of your cars are going up. And I hear horror stories about how well, I think you hear that because that's what the media wants you to hear. Um, the media, yes, okay, because they're being paid by the people that own these companies and have a stake in it. So, that, so that seems fair. That so seems you fair. get this information so that you think, oh, unions are bad. It's going to make my prices go up when that might not actually be the case. That's true. And if it, it, to your point, you're right. I don't really have anything to base that on. What I do have to base on is that, you know, living in this state, like, oh, my uncle, this and that, you're talking to a friend or a coworker, whatever it is, have heard horror stories about the just absolute gross abuse of Hey, I clocked in. I went to the bar, and and then uh, I went to the bar for half my shift. I came back. I worked, uh, and then I clocked out. Or uh, I, you know, I my uncle would clock in, and he had a he had a little uh, antenna TV in the rafters of the factory he worked at. He would clock in and watch TV for eight hours. I mean, you hear these stories that are almost too fantastical to be true, but. If they are. Yeah, people like to say negative things like, oh, I'm going to take my 15-minute union break every hour. Um, But again, I think that's just like something that's, you know, like a rumor that's stated about people to make unions look bad. 
When right. in actuality, I mean, they protect workers. They make sure that Absolutely. they get fair wages, fair treatment. Um, they protect them legally if they're to get fired because they got or sick. Or injured. Or right. injured. injured. Absolutely. Right. So, and I, mean, I think, yeah, and I think this episode absolutely, you know, it hits all of that really right on the head. Because, yeah, it starts off with that, that exact kind of thing. You know, Rom has uh, a really serious uh, malady, an ear infection, which is serious for a Ferengi. It'd be like ball cancer for a human, you know, because their ears are their zone or whatever. Uh, and doesn't he make some crack about, you know, he's self-umoxing or something, which is the Ferengi. Am I misremembering this? I hope it'd be great if I was. Do you remember gross. when they all had those skirts on the back? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that yeah. a lot when we were watching this episode together. So, yes. But, again, this really underscores everything that unions can really help. So they become a collective bargaining unit. Rich, uh, yeah. what are we missing? Well, I think what we're really missing here is that this actually is kind of informs, even now, what uh, what's going on, especially in the U.S., with what everybody seems to think of as a labor shortage, but it's actually a strike. People don't want right. true, to be true. paid shit wages to do a shit job. True, very I don't, true. I mean, I, if it, it's all the it's all the people that are working in like a McDonald's or a Hardee's or whatever. Yeah, you kind of cl- yeah, walking yeah. out. They're walking but out because they have an opportunity for better job. You have the largest grocery grocery chain in the world, which is a German based company in the United States. That starts everybody out at $15 an hour. And they have been doing so for the past few years. And that's Aldi. Right. So. And they probably keep people employed for that exact reason. They do. And it, it keeps them happy. So is they. It, is it hurting their job. profits, Aaron? No, it doesn't hurt their profits. They sell stuff dirt cheap. It yeah. is interesting. Yeah. But do you know why? Because this is a European company, mm-hmm. they're German. Well, again, uh, something that can hurt a company's profits, I would imagine, and again, I'm no master econo- you know, economist, is that when you pay, pe- pay people shit wages and then they quit and then you have to replace them at someone else who is maybe even less talented at flipping burgers or even maybe doing something menial, they quit. And then you bring on somebody new and they quit and you're training and you're wasting time and well, you, you, you know... I, I've yeah. gone up to a you know I've gone to a restaurant even a, a, a restaurant in a town of passing through and they, they they had to close down because so many people called in sick and they have no backup. Um, that kind of thing is going to happen when you don't compensate people who want to you know who want to do the work because they're making a living wage. What it really comes down to is these larger corporations that own these smaller businesses like McDonald's and and Hardee's and. You know, even even like factories and that sort of stuff. That some mm-hmm. of these factories, especially in my area, are hiring people for like twelve seventy an hour. Meanwhile, you at McDonald's, you can get fifteen an hour to flip burgers, right? Mm-hmm. Which no problem with that. I have no problem with that. A lot of people will have a problem. I don't either. With that. People say right. really rude things about it, like it's a yeah. a job for teenagers. And a year ago, you were saying, "Oh, you guys are heroes because you're right. still keeping us fed." Right. And now yeah, right, we're getting exactly. back to condescending people and exactly right yeah yeah pick a lane but, right you know pick a story and stick to it. But the thing is that these corporations, their multiple billions of dollars, are born on the backs of people that are making slave wages. Yeah. Right. What exactly are equitable correct. to slave wages now? So unions would help these folks. Unions would help them. And I'm not going to say that unions are always good because like you said, you know, someone ends up in a, you know, in, in, in Miles O'Brien's story, his, his ancestor ends up with a bullet riddled body. Right. But, and, and I'm sure that that happens. I know that that happens. However, being able to 
unite these workers so that they, I mean, I'm not saying they should seize the, you know, the means of production, although might be something that I believe, but, you know, seizing the means of production is not something that I'm even advocating for in this particular scenario. I'm just saying, allowing them to, you know, have breaks when they need a break, allowing them to work a reasonable amount of time, allowing them to get paid a reasonable wage. And treat people good enough so that they don't resort to having to go on strike. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. And and I'm not even talking about smaller corporations. Like my my wife owns a business. I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about these giant businesses, these giant corporations that are making billions upon billions of dollars, hand over fist. Their lowest rung of people should not be in the poorhouse. Walmart's lowest rung of people should not be in the poorhouse. Absolutely great example. Yeah. Walmart comes to mind. McDonald's comes to mind. Amazon. Oh God, Amazon is my son is working at an Amazon warehouse. And again, you know, it's, it, it kind of fits the bill for him because he doesn't, you know, he hasn't pursued his education. He doesn't have a trade skill at this time. But again, during the, the peak of Corona, where were some of the, the stories coming out of Amazon warehouses of how those were, that was being transmitted around people who were stacked on top of each other, like cordwood with no PPE, no way to avoid it. But again, they're trying to make a wage, not even a living wage, so they can support themselves, support their family you know find different ways to Meanwhile, make ends meet the owner of one of these said companies has so much wealth and so much money that he's making fun rockets to shoot into space right so yeah you, yeah, you, I mean, you, got, you, you got somebody who's got more money than any any human being could that, spend that in he a can lifetime. just play with gigantic toys that no one could ever afford when he could take right. that Giant money wiener rockets too right and like he that. could take that money of his own money and just decide to pay people more have a sustainable workforce exactly give people a living wage and give them a chance to but instead of doing that we're gonna you know these people are gonna look good by giving some of their money to what they call philanthropic right things when just giving like the people that are working for you slaving for you because i've heard about some of these conditions at the amazon warehouses and it's horrible Pay them a I little could, bit more money. Treat them better. Quit playing mm-hmm. with fucking rockets. You know what? You could. You have enough money. You can do both. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. Yeah, just, yeah, I, yeah, why, know, why couldn't you do both? I mean, that's yeah. the thing that kills me. Is it doesn't take that much. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, how you how, how much? Is, people yeah. talk about how oh the McDonald's cheeseburger is going to go up three cents or five cents. Oh, I will God. gladly pay that extra. I don't. Know I, I, I'll, you know I'll I mean? pay. I would pay ten cents more. Ten. For, do for do people, that math for people to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of dignity hell yeah what yeah makes, and if you don't think that way i'm sorry i think that you might be a bit of an asshole I well you, you're absolutely part of the problem if that's really how you think right. I, I i don't disagree well i have to disagree a little bit and the reason being i saw a facebook post by someone that i know is um you know just from a different walk of life than i am yeah. um you know different race different upbringing and their whole post was complaining that McDonald's prices are out of control because they bought two meals and it cost them $19. And this is a person who, you know, that's a, 20 bucks is a lot to them so sure. Compared, sure. To, compared to what they're used to. So I think maybe the demographic of who they're targeting is going to stop eating there right? if they keep this up too. So that's, I'm not, defending anything but i'm just saying that's also something to think about now i know that they're raising their prices to make a point they don't have to 
mm-hmm. they're going to raise right. their prices anyway. It's never well, right. I mean, if you look at five years ago versus now, they've raised their prices. Well, and, and if and, I was going to say, even if you look at it, this was something a friend of mine pointed out who lives on the West Coast that mm-hmm. there's a website out there that's like a you know Big Mac calculator that you can punch in where you live and it tells you what a Big Mac will cost and it varies across the country and probably around the globe based on certain factors that are actually legitimate you know material costs you know how much is a, a pound of meat or pink slime or whatever the hell they make those burgers out of it and again I don't eat there at all don't they I get find them, it horrifying but don't they get them from the same place well but you know transport costs and whatever it is and so I and prices are different. Obviously, cost of living varies all over this country, all over the world, whatever it is. But more to the point, like you said, um, how many billions upon billions is somebody uh, stuffing in their pockets that could simply be uh, invested in creating a stable workforce? I think I might. Do. I think the variable you're looking for is what the minimum wage is in that place, mm-hmm. and it has nothing there to is. do with anything else except what their minimum wage costs are, and that's yep. how they're factoring in their prices. Right, because right. that's it, what they think about. They think about what's the biggest expense, and the biggest expense for them is not what they're putting out. It's, it's labor. What they're paying people. Right, Absolutely. exactly. The people, the, the guy they got ahead to flip it. So anyway, to 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 wrap this up and put a bow on it. Uh, other thoughts about the episode that that really kind of sparked your imagination? Anything Star Trek related that you really dug about this? I thought the subplot with Worf was kind of cool. I thought it was some good character moments for him. So this this episode was tough for me. Um, you know, for the infinite diversity thing that we're doing specifically because um it wasn't that thought provoking for me because and i read about this after the writers said hey i want to write something about that represents unions so they weren't particularly inspired by anything like you know the one episode we watched that was obviously inspired by you know the ira and a bunch of other Mm -hmm. things it wasn't really inspired by any events that they'd experienced. They mm-hmm. just wanted to write a story about unions. So I don't think that this was as dynamic as other ones that we have done or that we will be doing. Sure. Um, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad we picked it. Right. You're right. It does. It wraps things up a little too neatly in a bow. Everything works out pretty fantastically. Um, and you don't, it doesn't really have any repercussions moving forward in the series at all that I can think of where you see anything really being different because Quark, you know, Quark being the the comic relief does still go on and kind of, you know, does what he does and treats people terribly. Um, but I, 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 like I said, I think they follow the arc of, well, we've got this problem and we're going to do this thing and there's adversity involved. But at the end of it, you know, we change things for the better. And so, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's all, it's all a little too convenient. I wonder, I wonder how many people caught on to the the use of marxist <laughs> marxist rhetoric in the uh I, in this episode i um i read about it afterwards yeah um but when we watched it the three of us we were just making fun of the ferengis we did we we we, we, we did lo- we yeah. did love their little head curtains all right well cool I, let's I ended, up, I ended up watching the episode again because well you know when we watched when we watched an episode together uh, together i don't I don't. Yeah, I, I probably busy doing other stuff. So yeah, I probably should have done the same. And I, I will. I'll make a commitment that I will. But, I will watch the episode by myself in the future as well. But Rom, Rom actually says, you know, we have nothing to lose but our chains, and that's pretty straight out of like the Communist Manifesto. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
the did Karl the Marx stuff. What was what was that clack? Did one of you just work the action on a pistol? Is it going to get violent in here? What was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, goodness! I opened a Lacroix. Oh God! Oh, oh did you, boy! Did, you, did they? What did they run that through a room that smells like this time? <laughs> oh, oh, Lacroix! <laughs> it's, it has the hint of a hint of strawberry. This is okay. Actually, this is the best one, guys. It's apple cranberry. Does okay. it taste like apple cranberry or does it taste like somebody it, drank apple cranberry and then breathed on you? So it's the it's the strongest one that I've ever had. I okay. I only I don't like very many of them. I like this and I like the um pamplemousse, which is grapefruit. Those are Oh the, my god. Those are the only two. Oh my two. goodness. Okay, <laughs> let's stop talking about that before we either get sued by them or God willing they offer us some money. So let's move on. It's my job. It's my job to keep us on track. Moving into the news, I'm going to give this first story to Aaron because you said of the things we're going to talk about, this is the thing I'm the most excited about. So take it away. I explained why I'm excited, but um, Star Trek Picard wraps production on season, season two and moving to season three. Maybe we'll get a date on Star Trek Day. That would be great. I would think um, so. <clears throat> but they finished filming, which is cool. I know that the next article talks about, you know, who somebody that's going to be on it, which is fine. I'm not that particularly excited about this person being on it, but um, I'm excited for adult Star Trek that's not animated. Um, hopefully we'll also get a release date on Star Trek Day of um, Strange New Worlds. The other shows they're making, and God, God, God willing, Prodigy, because it just seems like that's <laughs> that's the that's the the carrot and the stick is the thing that's whipping us. So yes, that is the carrot that's we'll dragging us there. ever we just, ever we closer. Gotta, we got to Andy Dufresne this. We got to wade through a river of shit to come out clean on the my um, my expectations of Prodigy are getting lower and lower and lower mm-hmm. as I uh, continue on, to watch Lower Decks. It's on Nickelodeon. Let that be its saving grace. But uh, do keep in mind, plug, plug, plug. Uh, you will be hearing from us. Obviously, this episode is dropping uh, a Monday of the start of the week of of Star Trek Day Star Trek Day week, uh, which is Wednesday. Uh, on Thursday, we will be recording a very special breakdown of all the news. It's going to be kind of quick and dirty, super special episode, which I will turn around and probably publish that night. So tomorrow's Monday. This episode comes out. Yep. Tuesday, Star Trek Day, or is that Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. It goes. Wednesday. Yeah, we, yeah, we come out Monday. Wednesday is Star Trek Day. Uh, we will record and release on Thursday. Thursday the 9th, you'll okay. be hearing from us. So Thursday again, so. evening night, right? Yes, yeah, I'll I'll just turn around and I'll uh, and I'll edit it and I'll pump it out immediately. So that is what I will do. But uh, you know, uh, pinballing off the lack of enthusiasm uh, that Aaron has for this particular next piece of news, uh, a, a very attractive redhead whose last name I cannot say. We're sure. Do we do we really Wershing? have to comment on her appearance? Can we just say this actress? I mean, we can, but I just did. So you it, it, you're right. It's it, it's not. It, I, yeah, I could they, walk yeah, it back. pick a path. <laughs> I could pick a path. Yeah, I could. I could take it back. I should no, pick no, a path. You can't take it back. I mean, we, it's out we, there already. Just, no, you just hit this. Be better, man. Reset the reset button. That's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick a path that uh, I do what I want. Charlie, be best. I oh, that's <laughs> that's a low blow. But at any rate, actress Anne Wershering, who I happen to think has nice eyes. Wershing. Sorry. Doesn't have anything to do with her acting ability. Uh, is now going to be the third actress to portray the Borg Queen. First, we had Alice Krieger, who I very. There was a photograph that somebody published that was a, a casual close behind the scenes shot from 
Star Trek First Contact, which we talked about a number of weeks back, where it was uh, it was Alfre Woodard, it was I think uh, Gates McFadden and Marina Sirtis, and it was Alice Krieger, and she looked exactly like uh elizabeth shoe so i said in the comment what's elizabeth shoe doing with these three other ladies from star trek that was an embarrassing moment i usually try not to embarrass myself on facebook but i didn't do it that day but anyway yeah it was alice Krieger, and then during voyager it was actress Susanna thompson who also had some other roles in star trek including ds9 and now it's it's Anne Wershering, who was in, uh, she was in 24, one of Jack Bauer's very ill-fated girlfriends, as usual. Wasn't uh, like, she was only on for like a season or something, right? She was on for a season and a part a part of another season where she she got killed. Yeah, um, she was always getting fridged. His girlfriends were always getting fridged. Yeah, no, yeah. For, well, at the end of the first season, it was his wife, and that was the big like, oh. And then he had an he had another one who lived, and then he had another couple who died, and it was just he was a bad dude to be around. But at any rate, she was also on a show that my wife really enjoyed about three uh, three guys who ti- they they time traveled around to stop this evil corporation from changing things, and it was called not Timeline because that was a terrible movie from the early aughts. Timeless. Timeless, thank you. She was she was one of the uh, a member of the evil cabal in that movie. It's ri- it's written in the article. Thank you so much. You know how I feel about reading. Um, and she, and she's a Star Trek alum because you can and see she she was and, the, she was the voice of Tess in the Last of Us video game, which is a an, an award winning um, video game. Oh yeah, well, I I tried it. I didn't like it because it's too shooty. It's oh. too shooty. You don't well, have to do a lot of shooting. It's a lot of sneaking if you do it right. Video yeah. game people, vi- video like game people do like shooty. <laughs> oh, <a> sneak. Um, <laughs> I just, I like the story. Shooting. I thought, I thought the story was. The really story cool. seemed cool because it was like yeah. what a little girl and her dad. It was a, it was a guy who was helping this little girl, and they were, they weren't related. Okay, uh, right. He was helping her get cross country because she would, she had been bitten by these infected things. They, I don't remember what they're called, but. Um, she had been bitten by the infected and did not turn into one of them. Oh, it's not only I, zombies, but it has this like parasitic uh, infection thing going on. Kind, kind of so sort of in that vein. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they thought that she could maybe help figure out like a cure, like her blood or her DNA or something can help figure oh, out. Oh, gotcha. A so it was this whole like, thing about like, like uh, cross country to post-apocalyptic world. What gotcha, the, gotcha. the 10 minutes of it I did play, it looked awesome. Like it yeah, was done right. really well. Um, it just wasn't for me. So I stopped. It, the they second one it. looks even better, honestly. Yeah, but it's going to be more better. sneaking and shooting. So <laughs> you guys, you, 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 all right, all right. You know, you guys know how I feel about video games. So <laughs> only the Lego ones, right? <laughs> only the Lego ones. So yeah, and then apparently I didn't really, really key into this, but there was a tweet some weeks at the beginning of. Well, excuse me, this just that just happened that there was part of the promo art is a uh, a queen playing card dissolving. So it was, apparently this was hiding in plain sight the whole time. So regardless, uh, I always enjoyed the Borg Queen character, one of my favorite kind of Star Trek. And villains. this actress was on Enterprise, which I literally oh, yeah. ju- I literally just said that. So you li- you listen to me like Todd listens to me. Thanks. I didn't hear you say Enterprise. I just heard you say she was a Star Trek alum. Yeah, that's what he said. Damn it! I was so. really hoping nobody was listening. All right, I wa- that that I will that I will walk back. Um, you're, you're, <laughs> wait, you were hoping nobody was listening, and you didn't. I know he like he like wait. corrected me for no reason. You're welcome, sir. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Well, I know, and I, I know that there's nobody better to talk about this last story than Rich because I know. of his love his love of physical media. So, Rich, this is all you. I mean. It's it is my it is my thing. 
All right, it is so, your thing. So this is uh, this is uh, the 55 years of Star Trek this year, and they are coming out with the a 4K edition of four of the original series films, and uh, and Captain Kirk himself, William Shatner, is going to be doing um, like a. I think it's like a special feature of some sort that's going to be on there. Uh, He's going. Is he going to talk about himself? He always does. Yeah, he always. That's does. that's all that I really want is for him yeah. to get up and do something akin to the "Get a Life, Why Don't You?" from SNL in the eighties. <laughs> you know? But he, but they, but Paramount released that uh, that clip of what he's, you know, him talking about it is uh, as a promo for these four K releases that are going to come out. Uh, they're also doing a Blu-ray release of it. So if anybody like Charlie only has a Blu-ray player, yes, you do. Yours is only 4K upscaling, buddy. Sorry, you showed it to so, me. So, so 4K upscaling. I don't think I showed you the player. Did I show you the player? It's like I a sh- Blu-ray player that can take a DVD and make it look a little bit better. Well, okay, That's basically what it is. But what you just said was it has 4K upscaling, not DVD to Blu-ray upscaling, which is what mine says it does. So it's the same thing. 4K, okay, it's the same thing. It's just different, a different tier. So DVD to Blu-ray is a tier, right? You go okay, from got a it. certain amount of uh, a certain amount of uh, graphic uh, graphical uh, um, fidelity to sure. a different. Ha- and then when you go from Blu-ray to 4K, you're going from basically 2,000 pixels to 4,000 pixels. So it is a different format. You can't put a 4K Blu-ray into a Blu-ray player and have it play. Okay, so I would have to go up and it's you know drop drop a hundred large, not a hundred large, hundred bucks. That's not hundred fifty. Hundred. I there was one at Best Buy for a hundred, but again, that's I yours. Would, that's the one that you have. It's a four no, upscaling player. I, uh, oh, gotcha. Okay, 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 okay. That's fair. Regardless, no, this this set is going to be half the price of one of these uh, new players if you want to buy it. For only four of the movies, I might add, and no director's cut of the motion picture. Which is exactly what it invalidates the entire argument for me, because yes, there is, and we've talked about it on the show, the 2001 director's cut of Star Trek The Motion Picture, which I personally find to be endlessly superior because of some of the nice enhancements that were made, has been languishing in SD hell for the last 20 years um and now they say oh we're doing it we're getting it out but paramount obviously their infinite greed major corporation wanted to get this set out before that work was complete so to me i would yeah i would if i could get a 4k release of the motion picture and watch it on my 4k tv i'd be totally down this to me i don't know rich you know you're the physical media guy you doing this or are you waiting for a later release i'm waiting for the i'm waiting for the whole thing Good man. I mean, to release, I mean, it's going to have to have the special editions. I, what I really want is I want them to take what they did with those DVD sets back in the day, back in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. and do that with the next, you know, the 4K set. Gotcha. Because they had special editions of things. They had, you know, director's edition of uh, Wrath of Khan, that sort of right. stuff. All in one package. I want right. it all in one package, but I would like them to leave out the JJ stuff because I don't want diarrhea. You know what? They'll, yeah, they'll they'll stick they'll stick it in there anyway, just just to make sure you spend some extra time on the toilet. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> just like when I bought my Halloween box set, it had the Rob Zombie Halloweens in it, and Ever. that's like the furthest you could get. There was there was two there was there was hey, sorry there was two of them. Yeah, there was. I, I, oh my god! I feel like a time machine would really solve two problems we've discussed today. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. What, what what what? How would they solve the problems? Break it down for me. I've told you guys this privately before. 
Uh, is it not? Oh, is it not, oh yeah, yeah. Is, okay, I got it. I know what we're talking about here. Okay. Never mind. Well, this is not. This is probably something best discussed off the air, Charlie. Very good. Very yeah. good. Okay. All right. Well, we, we can refresh. <laughs> we can refresh on that. So, well, cool. Well, that does uh, effectively bring us to the closing. Oh, we can uh, have Aaron's time machine. <laughs> Winner! Okay. Well, because you gave us that winner of a title, how about you also give us the outro? Oh, I haven't done this in a while. I know. That's why I want you to do it. Okay. Hold on. I got to find it. Wait, where is it? It's right at the bottom. Oh, it says outro. It's little now. For more information about Starfleet International, please visit Grand Petoskey and Nomad on Facebook. It's cold and the outro just got out of the pool. It's who in the, oh, my God. Oh, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you, as always, that sharing is caring and to keep on trekking. Kapla. I don't have it out this time, so later, guys. Bye. Code 47 is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for our great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the podcast platform of your choice. If you would like to be part of the conversation, visit our new Discord server, or join us on Facebook, or follow us at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends on YouTube, and don't forget to visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening. <laughs>